welcome to Hot Weekly. Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And this is Haunt Weekly, a weekly podcast for the honored attraction haunt entertainment community. Whether you're an actor, owner, or just plain aficionado, we aim to be a podcast for you. And we return to you this week in the sweet November rain. Quite literally, it's sprinkling outside as we talk. And it is November, so that makes it November rain. Okay. I win. <laughs> Abso- ipso facto, trutho toldo. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but you got the eye roll before we went live, so you had to repeat it for everybody. I wanted the I wanted the universal eye roll. I, I wanted to feel like everyone was deeply disappointed in me. <laughs> it's not enough just to disappoint you. I do that all the time. Apparently not. <laughs> so you've said I'm not enough for you. Oh, got God. it. I understand. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, whatever rails we had, no, we're no. off now. So anyways... <laughs> Fuck. Okay. What are we talking about? But anyways, it is episode 416. That is means it is time to do the, the news. news. And we actually have a whole hell of a lot to go over this week, plus a few other things. But first things first, if you don't want to listen to the news, I understand. Uh, check out other things we do. We're at hauntweekly.com, hauntweekly on Twitter. I'm sorry, X. Haunt Weekly on Facebook, youtube.com slash hauntweekly. We're also wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, pay special attention to the Facebook page. We do intend to start resuming live broadcasts soon. We just have to finally get a day to fuck off to do some things. <sighs> um, we do have a personal note, though, before we begin the podcast. A, we're calling it, in the notes, a housekeeping note, but it really is a personal note. Yeah. Um, go ahead. <laughs> we just want to send congratulations to Maximus Christian Bryant, a.k.a. Pumpkin Smasher from Denton Schoolhouse, and his new wife, Carly McCarthy Bryant, on their wedding. And the Mad Bastards decided to be haunters and get married in November. Yes. I don't... Early November. And this seems to be a thing I've learned, is that haunters are getting married either in October or November. You mad bastards, all of you. (laughs) Yes, Uh, we have a local friend, Haley, who works at a local haunted house, who also... Yes, yeah, so uh, got was ma- married in, in October. October. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> We're haunters. We're not supposed to have lives for like one quarter of the year. It's the favorite time of year, though. Uh, so I mean, if okay. if I were ever to do the nuptials thing, that's probably what I'd pick too. It actually, point. is when I did pick before we had a haunt. Yeah, yeah, before we had a haunt, though. <laughs> and when we were like, that when was I like was twenty young. years ago. Now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I I say that and I just don't realize how long ago that was. Yeah, that's that's a whole different crystal. Yeah, that's this a whole one's different, much better. A whole different us, a whole different everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're much better with haunting than without. <laughs> We've established that. <laughs> Speaking of haunting, we did do some work with four slash four and we finished teardown of the light display. Yes. It is completely empty. The yard is totally down. Uh, we have not measured and cut poles yet to make sure they're all the correct length. No. And we have not, we've started some talk about the possibility of doing a Christmas display, mm-hmm. but nothing definite yet. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. Yeah. I, well, part of my problem is like in previous years that we've done a Christmas display, something really inspired us. Mm-hmm. Like one year it was making Ellie the Rare Exports box. Right. 
that was really cool. That really, really inspired us, and we could not wait to do it. Um, we just don't have anything we feel that strongly about this year. No. So that kind of puts us in the, yeah, we can do this, we can do that, but nothing insp- inspirational. So we'll let you know next week what, if anything, we decided to do. This We are coming up on the Thanksgiving holiday. That means some time in a wet, time away, time off. <laughs> well, for yeah. most sane people. Yeah, I know. That is one of the problems with the new job is that I do not have the time off that I would have had at the other. That's the Well, or the time off you will likely have next year. Right. When you have more vacation days, you can eat. Right. Because <laughs> that's the problem right now. You haven't earned any vacation days yet. No, I think I have seven hours. So not even a full day's worth. No. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's... And that's going to come back up again in just a little bit. Yeah. Just a warning. We're actually going to be mentioning that exact problem very shortly. Uh, but first things first, every week we ask a question a week. And last one was a good one. We asked... Uh, basically, what actor surprised you um, mm-hmm. during, uh, just technically we meant it like whenever, but um, basically Chris Gay came in and he said one of their sponsors, a middle-aged business person who never really had shown much interest in it apparently, just one day showed up and decided to work the Scarecrow and the shock wasn't that he did it or that he was okay or good at it, it was just how much fun the dude had. Yeah. I, and I say that to a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there I think would really love haunting if they could just give it a try. And I think that's one of the things we need. That's one of the reasons we need home haunters, A, is to give people that in. Yeah. To sort of do a low-risk trial to see if they like it, only invest a few hours here and there. But people, there are a lot of people I think would be surprised how much they love it. Well, I'm glad that, you know, they've got a, a business owner interested in haunting because oh. that's going to be helpful because they run a charity haunt up there yeah and and we have seen what happens when the business hand of a haunt and the creative hand of the haunt don't really mesh mesh at all we we've been involved in that it is ugly so i'm glad that's not the case here yeah right sam farrell said we had a guy this year in a quote-unquote poop room uh no script came up with the line my mommy said to clean my mess but I can only eat so much, and it absolutely killed. You know, I'm not a fan of a poop room in general. No. I guess I just don't find poop scary. Sorry. But some people do, and some I don't understand. Some people do. I don't get it either. Okay. But, you know, and it's funny that we uh, he, he shared this, like, the same day I was learning about, like, apparently poop transplants and poop pills people eat. Mm-hmm. So apparently eating poop is medicinal in some circumstances. Yeah. Seems weird to me, but whatever. But no, that is a great line, though. They're, they're straight fire, just a great line. So you get somebody who likes licorice and yeah. say, I've got to take my medicine. Yeah, Otherwise, you... this is going to happen again. Yeah. And just sit there and eat black licorice in front of the guests. Yeah. Okay. And Parts of Fear <laughs> said a 16-year-old actress who rarely spoke, rarely was a participant with the groups and things like that, um, and worked very non-customer-facing spots for two years running. Uh, for the first two years, decided to give actual haunt acting a try and ended up writing a whole load of creepy dialogue that turned a quote-unquote dry area into one of the top scares in the haunt. Mm-hmm. Once again, you know, some people just have to get over that hurdle and give it a try. That's yeah. all it is. 
It really is all it is for some people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this week's question week goes along with some of the stories upcoming, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. What the fuck, guys? Um, but have you had anything stolen or vandalized at your haunt or your yard display or whatever? Let us know. HauntWeekly.com, HauntWeekly on Twitter, HauntWeekly on Facebook, and YouTube.com slash HauntWeekly. We are lucky we have not no. been victims of that. Um, there was an attempted theft of the donation money once or twice. Yeah. Couple times of that actually, yeah. But as far as like props, uh, skeletons, anything, no, I, we haven't had anything to my knowledge stolen. Mm-mm. It'd be very difficult for anyone to steal something inside the haunt, the way our haunt is structured. Yeah, we've had people try to purposefully tear it, um, tear mm. things, but that was but also a long quickly time stopped ago. and also quickly stopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we have we've been lucky. We haven't had anything stolen, and only a few mediocre vandalism attempts. Mm-hmm. So we've been very very fortunate. And after this week's news, after this news episode, we're going to be even more grateful. <laughs> yes. Well, on that note, everyone, it is an even number episode. We're trying to get back into our rhythm. Uh, so it is time to do conference reminders. And Crystal, why don't you kick us off this week? Cause... Okay, uh, December second. Quote the Raven forevermore. This is um, a benefit for Jim Warfield at Raven's Grand Inn that's going to be happening in Mount Carroll, Illinois, will take place. Details are still forthcoming. Uh, follow the Lost Soul Chicago Haunted Bus Tour. Mm-hmm. And Haunted House Chicago. And the Haunted two places House that Chicago really put the info. Yeah. is where they're, they're <laughs> promoting it most. Yeah, we were hoping we'd be able to make it. Yeah. But, well, well, now we're back to what the call pack. You don't have any time off, and honestly, there's just no real hope of us getting there. Right. But we are going to try to support in other ways. More details on that soon. Yes. Uh, yes. Stay tuned. We will have and, more details. And definitely watch our Facebook page this week. I know it's Thanksgiving week, but you may want to see if about turning tuning in on Sunday. Yeah. So we got some stuff going on here. We got some big stuff, um, but yeah, we won't be able to make an in-person appearance. I'm sorry, that was a sort of an outside hope. We knew it was not like that's why we never mentioned it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I I really want to go. I'm really upset that we can't, but it's just it, the timing. It's just not practical because and, of the job change. Yeah. All right, after that, January 23rd through the 25th in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's the Halloween and Party Expo at the Mirage Hotel. Hundreds of vendors, you must have a qualified business license to appear. This is not open to the public, but HalloweenPartyExpo.com for more details. Right, HauntCon 2024 is going to be February 9th through February 11th in Daytona Beach, Florida at the Hilton Daytona Beach Oceanfront. There will be a costume ball, dinner, and show 3,000 Haunt Cash Giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, HauntCon.com for more info. All right. And finally, after that, the show that everyone knows, the Boo Stew of Trans World's Haunted Halloween. I'm sorry, Trans World Halloween and Attraction Show, March 7th through the 10th in St. Louis, Missouri, the America Center. Features a pre-show bus tour party at City Museum and also hosts the Christmas Show. Learn more at the Ha Show, H-A-A-S-H-O-W dot com. Um, I touched all of the conferences this week and updated the conference reminders. 
I want to make a quick note that there was a disturbing trend and a worrisome trend here, and that two of the shows have already announced their 2024 cancellation. Yeah. Um, those two shows, for the record, are the Southeast Hollows Haunt Convention and the West Coast Halloween Convention have both announced they will not be running in 2024. Um, they both have said they hope to come back in 2025. But yeah, that, that has me unnerved a mm-hmm. little bit. I got to be honest with you. Well, all right. As we discussed at the very beginning, it is an episode of Visible by Four. So that means we do the news. And we're starting with a doozy. Yeah. Um, this, I'm, I'm sure most of you, this is not the first you heard of this. <laughs> no, you may have heard of it last week here. When we mentioned it, or you may have heard it like the billion other places it came out. Yeah, but true. the Tennessee Attorney General is looking into claims against the ex- quote-unquote, and super quote-unquote here, mm-hmm. Extreme Haunted Attraction, McCamey Manor. The version we are at is by Sierra Rains at WKRN. Uh, but basically, the Tennessee Attorney General has sent a letter to Russ McCamey raising serious questions about the quote-unquote business practices. And once again, I cannot quote-unquote hard enough. Yes. Um, um, they said, the letter said they intend to investigate if consumer protection laws are violated. This follows the recent Hulu documentary. Uh, the concerns were in two main areas, it seems like. One was not complying with safe words and not, you know adhering to the, basically assaulting customers is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And the second was investigating claims that the $20,000 prize either does not exist or is impossible to win. Spoiler, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's... It's both are true. It does not exist and is impossible to win. Yes. It's both. <laughs> yes, I think it's impossible to win because it doesn't exist. <sighs> and it's made that way. And it was set up that way. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, Reckless Ben did a brief live stream about it. Yeah, but they are, but basically, the attorney AG is requesting additional documents and information from Russ McCamey. Um, good. <laughs> yeah, good. That that summarizes pretty much my entire commentary. Good. Um, I, I would like to remind the court that Al Capone was brought down on tax fraud. Yeah. And yeah, I know that after watching that last Reckless Ben video, the last long one mm-hmm. he did. And seeing some of the people from back in his California days, especially, yeah. that he did traumatize, that he did hurt, he did scar. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's not very satisfying to those people who were hurt by him. I understand that. But honestly, as a haunt industry guy, my, the priority one is getting him shut down yeah. and getting him out of the fucking business, quote unquote business, because he's not in the business. He just lies and pretends he is. So, honestly, good. Good is all I have. Investigate it. Investigate more. Go mm-hmm. harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I that's all I can really say because yeah, I mean I, I like I have so much I want to say about it, but we've said it. <laughs> yeah. We said it during the Reckless Ben video. And I'm sure we'll do a follow-up once Reckless Ben posts the next video. We'll probably recap the previous two because they seem to go together. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk more about it. But basically, yeah, I if it if it ends up being the fact that twenty thousand dollar cash prize is non-existent, is what brings Russ McCamey down. I don't care. Yeah. The important thing is he stop. You know we can go talk about what punishment he should receive for past misdeeds later, but let's basically stop the burning. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crystal got the joke, got the reference like immediately. <laughs> 
Okay, so we got to tell the story now and let people in. Um, I was in a mandatory first aid type class. Health slash first aid, yeah. Yeah, in college. And the teacher asked, Jonathan was visiting. Yeah, I was was in the classroom when this happened. I was visiting. Yes. Um, This is one of our first meetings. I think it might have been our first, actually, or a second. Yeah. This is way, way back. Yeah, You just followed me around to to class. I'm a little puppy dog. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there wasn't anything else in the town to do. Basically, you could go and say, oh, these classes are way less, you know, informative than the ones I'm at. (laughs) You know what? They were about the exact fucking same is what they were. (laughs) That, I mean that okay that one the health class was bullshit but that oh was God. but you know the fact that everybody had to take it was also bullshit anyway the the teacher asked um what's the first thing you do if you've got you see someone actively being burned yeah you see someone actively being burned and like nobody said anything and then the guy writes on the board, stop the burning, and like big yeah. letters. And, and and then the part that blows my mind is people had questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah, stop the burning. That makes sense. Remove the burning. Then you start treating the burning. That makes perfect Wait, why are their hands up? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, like, to me, if you had not gotten it, I think you would have assumed that would be the first step. And, like, yeah, you were asking exactly. about the first step, like, that you might not know. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, it was also, there were also a lot of questions in that class um, about the, it's not the fall that kills it's you. It's the sudden stop, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was, I think that that was a rough day to visit that class. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and the thing, and, and point out, like, people, like, stuntmen jump on air pads all the time because yeah. they're not stopping so suddenly. They right. have a slower deceleration, and they're fine. You can jump out of an airplane with a parachute and, and live mm-hmm. because you slow your fall. Yeah, it's not the fall that kills you, but it's the, <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah. Anyway, but no, that, the point is, I just primarily want him shut down and, and out of our hair as an industry, mm-hmm. and... I, I agree he needs to pay for what he has done to some people, but yeah. that, that is going to have to be a secondary thing. I'm sorry. It's just the order of operations now. Because right now he's actively hurting people, possibly. I mean, I don't know. Apparently all he's doing is shitty calisthenics in the front yard. So I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You know? So anyways, um, I, I'm, glad right. it, I'm glad someone seriously is investigating. I hope that they get everything they need, and I hope that action is taken. Yeah. Me too. Next story. <sighs> All right. This is from ABC News 4 in South Carolina. This, yeah. huh? Yeah, Wagner Terrace, South Carolina is yeah. the town. Wagner Terrace. And Halloween decorations have stirred up controversy in Wagner Terrace over alleged racial connotations. Um, <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. 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 So community members have raised concerns. Um, obviously, this was an October story, late October, about hanging body decorations at a home. The woman who pointed out the decorations also sent a letter to the NAACP. The decorations featured trash bag bodies hanging upside down for a Halloween party, um, and they were visible from the road. Yeah. Um, the person who put them up did remove them immediately after the complaint. Yes. Uh, 
yeah, this this is a lot. <sighs> so this sent me down a, a rabbit hole of how many stories could I find like this. And there are a lot out there. I didn't, we only included this one because this is the one we found organically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean. And, and these are the... These are the traditional home stu- homemade yeah trash bags that are stuffed with the duct tape yeah and and hung, hung by, by, the, by feet, the feet specifically yeah. yeah and we had always been careful with our work to never try to try and avoid anything that could be seen as a lynching scene correct we've been very very careful about that. And but this year in our haunt, we did feature a mummy room, a hanging mummy room. Mm-hmm. Wasn't because re- if, if you know the story of the haunt, we had um, the 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 villain was making mumia out of customers, so they were literally yeah. mummifying. And so then we had them wrapped in white burlap like mummies. Yeah, and they were hung by the feet like, and they were not on public display. Now I'm wondering if even that was not enough. Yeah. So now. We probably are not going to be doing body yeah. bags. Yeah, we'll think of something else. Yeah. And and previously on the show, I know I'd said, um, if you want to end the connotation, meat hooks are great. Yeah. Uh, but but bodies on, I don't know if that's the answer either now. I, I don't either. I don't really know if there is an easy answer. Just be, and it's in the and it's not like any one person. It's not like anybody's fault. It's no. just it's such a fraught image. That any connection with it at all, no matter how tangential it seems. Um, I will say that with the decorations in this news story, it was a black trash bag and it was hanging from public trees. And so, okay, I can see that a little more. But I saw some of the reactions we got to our body bags mm-hmm. and that's not the reaction we wanted. Right. Um, some people loved them. And thought it was great and thought it was just the right amount of creepy and whatever. A lot of people actually said that. But I also saw some people really react way more strongly than we wanted. We were just trying to look for a sight line break between the fourth and fifth rooms. Mm-hmm. And a way to slow down people who were running. Because that's what too often happens is people get to that exit hallway and they're just gone. And they, yeah. they don't see anything in those last two rooms. We were trying to prevent that. We're going to have to think of something else. Mm-hmm. And we are doing a reorg of the haunt on that side. Yeah. There's going to be a, a significant rebuild on that side. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be um, taken out of my my quick go-to decorating. Yeah. Because that was, that was one of the reasons we chose it, too, was because it was fast and we were behind. Yeah, but we also chose it because it did fit the theme. It did. It, no, it, it perfectly fit the story. We... we, we and honestly, we needed mummies somewhere in the fucking haunt. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just the truth, right? No. So, yeah. I, I Honestly, to me, I I don't know. The, the, the main, I don't the, think that, that we're the people to weigh in on it. No, I know we're not. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely true. But the point I was going to say is it doesn't really matter what I think people should or what I intended. What matters is how people reacted. Exactly. And I have no control over that. Mm-hmm. But I know the reaction I want. That wasn't the reaction I wanted, so I'm going to change what I do. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, that's not what I intended, and 
yeah. and waggle my finger or something. It's going to be, no, we have to change what we do to get the reaction we want. Exactly. We have to adapt. We have to change. We have to grow. We can't try to enforce any viewpoint we have because we can yeah. sit here and talk the whole time about how, oh, it's mummies, mm-hmm. you know, which yeah. they weren't. But we can talk about that, but that doesn't fucking matter. If it still hits the wrong buttons on the people visiting, it hits the wrong buttons, we need to change. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where I sit, too. It's like, you know, I I know we try try to be very careful, Mm -hmm. extremely careful even, but that doesn't mean we got it right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we are. And I'm creative enough to come up with something else to hang close together. You know, honestly, I'm remembering... Um, from the year we went to Netherworld, right before they moved, the the white sheet room, you could do that without the stroke, and it'd be very disorienting. You don't need the stroke yeah. to make that disorienting. No. So I, something like that could be our next move. I don't know. We're going to think about it because a white out room like that could be interesting, and it'd be very gobsmacking after that dark back hallway. Yeah, it would be. Okay. I, um, I have plans. I'm already planning next year. Yeah. Oh, of course we are. But no, we're going to do something yeah. different. Um, but I do, we haven't fully nailed down why. So yeah, we're rethinking our shit. And honestly, I would encourage everyone else to do the same. I don't know if there isn't an amount of care that guarantees no issues. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying with this particular uh, decoration or scare. I just I don't think there is. You know what I mean? An amount of care because I always thought if you put enough care and smarts into it and think about all the angles, yeah. It, you can do it and make it clear it's not the not not a lynching. It's not racially connected. I don't know. I think that image is just too seared. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think that the the num- sheer number of stories I was able to find in a very few minutes, um, yeah, backs that up. It's. I am a little sad because yeah. we're really good at making those. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it. it I think it's going to be something we retire. Um, well, let's move on. Yes. Um, to what is oddly a theme this week. Yeah. Um, the headline is Props Stolen from Fresno Haunted Attraction. This is a YouTube video by CBS 47 in Fresno, California. A home haunt named the Walker Maze. Um, basically they are a home haunted attraction. They apparently run through the month of October, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are specifically designed and catering to kids with sensory or other issues that may prevent them from going to another haunt. Maybe they're too scared. Maybe they have sensory issues. Whatever. That's nice. It's very nice. It's very wonderful. Um, one group of adults requested to go in, on a no-scare tour, which means they walked through the attraction alone. Mm-hmm. And then when they went to reset for another group that did want the scares, they noticed a lot of the props were stolen. That is just... As you call it, a Richard relocation. Yeah, that's to say, dick move. Yes. Um, you know, and I'm going to say this repeatedly over the next few minutes, so just buckle up. I don't understand stealing Halloween decorations at all. I don't either. And I mean, I know that we had a no-scare group come through mm-hmm. that they were probably old enough to be scared. But they were recording on their phone, yeah. which is against the rules. Yes. Um. So I I think that that's why they asked for the no scares so that they could video. I bet it was. I mean, 
Yeah. Honestly, I mean... It was Halloween night. Yeah, so. honestly, Halloween night were fairly permissive because it's going to be yeah. different next year. Yeah. Not spoiling it for anyone. No. Um, no, to me... But stealing Halloween decorations? Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's... Okay, because, like, there, there's two reasons people steal. There are people who steal because of need. They need something. They need food. They need money. They, they need. Mm-hmm. They have a need. And there are people who steal just because they're dicks. And this is how they get their jollies. Yeah. Stealing Halloween decorations always falls in the ladder to me. Yeah. Because there's no street value to it. Mm-mm. You can't go to the local drug dealer and exchange, you know, an, an <laughs> animatronic for some, for some for some heroin or whatever. Trust me, they're going to look at you like you're a fucking idiot. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, and, and a lot of the things they described being stolen were things like prop weapons and things like that. Yeah. So it's just like... Like costume type pieces. Yeah. So, there's no street value to it. You don't need it to live. You're not stealing bread. <laughs> no. It's just you're stealing because you're a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, and now, to sort of give the story its conclusion, um, they interviewed the owner and the operator. They are continuing. They did continue. They didn't mention if they had changed any policies or any approaches, but I have a feeling they probably did. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Yeah, they probably did the uh, no scares similar to what we do. Which is every, all actors in place, mm-hmm. but just not scaring. Yeah. Which honestly is, you're just doing super light scares, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. And basically with uh, this one, it, it it looks like a very cool haunt. It looks like this in the entirety of their very large front yard. It looks pretty kick-ass. But they're continuing to do the attraction, but they were asking for community help and sort of restocking and rebuilding. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> All right. More Halloween props went missing from popular Comstock Park atta- attraction. This is an article by Fox 17 News, and this was in Michigan. Um, the operator of Storybrook Hollow reported that props disappeared Tuesday night and Wednesday morning after Halloween. Yeah. Um. And we've actually reported on this before, this haunt, because they do handcrafted Oh, yeah, they were the people that did the, everything's handcrafted and super nuts. Yeah, I remember this now. They're more of an art walk than they are a haunted house. Oh, yeah, I remember these guys, all the wood carvings and things. Yeah, Yeah, it's all story uh, fables. Yeah, fables and and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this now. I had forgotten that. Jeez, but I remember that video. I remember seeing it and being very impressed. Yeah, I think last time we um, reported on them, they had won an award for their display. Not a shock. (laughs) No, it's not. Um, so it's it's sad to hear that they, you know, that they were victims of having things taken. They've asked for the props to just be returned. They won't ask any questions. They just, they want their stuff back because it takes a long time to make that. Yeah. And once again, there's no street value. No. You're not going to be able to resell it. You're not going to be able to display it anywhere either because people are going to know because they have a very distinct style. Storybrook Hollow has a very distinctive style that you aren't going to be able to see. And that's, I guess, what pisses me off the most is like people that steal Halloween decorations, nine times out of ten at least, those decorations end up in the trash. Yeah. Because you can't display them, as you just said. You can't resell them. What the fuck are you going to do? You're probably going to throw them out after you realize you can't do anything. Yeah. That, that, and that's just horrible. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, 
This is an article by Matthias Abril, W-I-N-K, uh, uh, or Wink, Wink News. Anyways, Halloween pro animatronics stolen from beloved Port Charlotte, Port Charlotte haunted house. Uh, in Port Charlotte, Florida, homeowner and home haunter Josh Walcash uh, posted on social media saying that two of his animatronics were stolen, included a three-headed wolf and a six-foot-tall cloud. Both have his initials carved into the bottoms, which... That's something I hadn't thought of. No. <laughs> Gotta be honest. I mean, you used to do it with our toys and shit all the time as kids. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like one that, like, it was in Toy Story, like Andy carved his name on, on, on. It's like, well, yeah, because we all did that or some variation of it. Yeah, I used to carve JB into everything until I realized there's like six people with the initials JB. <laughs> so that, that, I needed to find a better strategy is what I was saying. Um, they are asking anyone with information to call local Crime Stoppers or just let the police know. <sighs> what the fuck? Once again, the, the, these decorations, are these animatronics are either going to be returned or they're going to be destroyed, almost guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, uh, well, What are you going to do? Take them to Facebook Marketplace? Craigslist them? In November? I don't know. What's the plan? Well, what what's the plan here, guys? You're just stealing because you're a dick. That's all it is. Yeah. And that's really sad, really frustrating, and unfortunately, apparently fairly common. Like I said, I am super glad we've not had issues with theft. And part of it, I think, is that we've done a good job discouraging it with the way our light display is. And it's going to be even better next year in this capacity. We've done a really good job discouraging people from, like, getting too close to the skeletons, getting too close to the stuff where they mm -hmm. can steal it. We make sure everything's out of arm's reach. And the reason, honestly, isn't to prevent theft is to prevent stupid kids. Well, it's to prevent people from tripping and falling and hurting themselves. Well, yeah, well, hey, yeah, obviously we're trying to prevent people from hurting themselves. But the reason we move the skeletons a certain distance away from the rope from the, oh, line, yeah. is because we don't want kids reaching over trying to touch or shake their hand or anything. Right. And kids will... And that's not. Because I've seen it. That's, we, then that's just kids. That's not it's anything bad. It's not saying they're bad kids. That's just kids do that. And so we put them about three feet in to make sure. And that also discourages the adults from just like trying to reach over. It also doesn't help that everything is staked into the ground in such a way you'd have to be really fucking strong to get it up clean. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, yeah, I just I don't get it. Uh, moving on, next story, uh, Crystal. Okay, next up. Um... Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, this is from Des Moines Register, and it's articles by Paris Beraza. Beraza. Yes. Beraza. One or the other. Paris, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, this is about Marlon Lynn, who has operated his haunted house. I think it's Merlin Lynn. Sorry, that's a typo on that one. It's, I think it's Merlin Lynn. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Lynn. <laughs> we know it's Lynn. <laughs> yes. Lynn is 85 and he's operated his house in Highland Park, Des Moines for 39 years, um, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Even though he is now and 85. He is now 85. It is in the basement of a supermarket that he owns and works or, during the day. Or used to own, rather. Yeah. Used to own. Um, Where he would work during the day yeah, and then and go then the haunt at night, <laughs> which is just fucking awesome. I'm sorry, I got I got no notes. That's just fucking awesome. I mean, uh, his meat displays were very realistic. <laughs> 
You know, the thing about the story I noticed pretty quickly, though, was he's 85 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he start, he's been doing 39 That means he started this when he was 46. Yeah. So if you're sitting out there thinking that you're too old to start a haunted house, mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah. Just get started. The, the, the best day to have started a haunted house was like 20, 30 years ago. The second best day is this season. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So they, yeah, it opened in 1984, um, leased the supermarket to new owners in 2016, and then sold it out right in 2020. I can't imagine why. Yeah, and, but the haunt has continued. I, yeah. the, the agreement still basically means that haunt is ongoing. It is only open a few nights per year, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is such a cool story of, a, of what looks to be like a small town haunted house that's been run by the same person for damn near four decades now. Yeah, just really, really impressed by it. And Me too. congratulations, Lynn. It, this is amazing. It sounds amazing. And keep trucking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you're not done. You got to at least get to 40. <laughs> I mean, come on, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> All right. Now, this is just a, a frustrating story. It is. It's entitled, this is from NPR, it's Bill Chapel at NPR. I'll just read the headline. No candy for you. <clears throat> Some towns ban older kids from trick-or-treating on Halloween. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. To start with that, what the fuck? But apparently several towns in the U.S. have passed or are considering bans that prohibit teens and older kids from trick-or-treating. For example, in Chesapeake Bay, they had a law that would punish teens caught trick-or-treating with six months in fucking jail. That's ridiculous. That is fucking nuts. There is no justification for that. Now, that law was repealed, but by repeal, I mean they just made it like a super misdemeanor so it can still be prosecuted. That's insane. And meanwhile, like, sorry, go ahead. Why are they taking away, you know, the adults giving out the candies decision making? Like, yeah, I, I don't understand this. Yeah, Jacksonville, Illinois, and Rain, Louisiana. By the way, we've actually spent the night in Rain. I've spent some time there. Yeah. Um, both have barred kids thirteen or older from trick or treating. And other towns now have cutoff times for trick or treating, which some some set it to seven fucking thirty. That only that. makes sense if you're, you know, in a place where it gets really cold and really dark and really dangerous. To trick are or you treat. in the pl- place with polar bears? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. Are polar bears an actual threat? If so, I might understand it. <laughs> well, I think polar bears don't. You know, just sleep during the day. I think that they're awake during the day, too. That's true. Um, but some have also said it to eight or nine. You know, here's the thing. <clears throat> every time, I know locally, I can only speak of our experience in New Orleans. Yeah. But every time they try to pass some kind of city ordinance about trick-or-treating, it has failed. Yeah. Abject, total failure. I remember one year they tried to enforce trick-or-treating on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we had, what that meant for us is we had to set up the fucking trick-or-treat table two days. Yes. And we did. And you know how many motherfuckers showed up on, on Saturday for trick-or-treating? No one! All, the only people who trick-or-treated on that Saturday were surprised haunt-goers that were shocked to see a trick-or-treat table. Yes. That was it! You fuckers! Yeah. Never again. Not making that mistake again. No fucking way. Learn our lesson. Here's the, but here's the other thing. 
Of all the things teens could be doing on Halloween, mm -hmm. trick-or-treating is the least horrible. Yeah. I mean, because here's the thing. Town, here's the thing. Chesapeake, Virginia, and other towns that have the uh, have the rules, you do realize passing an ordinance that bars 13 and up from trick-or-treating does not mean teenagers poof, disappear until November 1st. They're still going to do stuff. They're going to do things. It's just now you've made it so they can't do the safe, legal, fun activity that they may still enjoy. So now they're going to do God knows what. It could be mayhem that hurts them more. It could be mayhem that actually harms the town more. But it definitely will not be as innocent or as good for everyone as trick-or-treating. Yeah. Cause, and, and I take the attitude, people in the article talked about, look, if you show up in costume, I'm giving you candy. You know what? Fair point. Yeah. If you're obviously out trick-or-treating and you're putting in the effort to go trick-or-treating in costume and participate in the experience, I'll give you candy. I don't care if you're in your fucking 40s or 50s, man. I don't care if you're taking your kid. If you want candy, yeah. you get candy. Yeah. Yeah, as long as someone in the group is costumed. <laughs> I feel yeah. like someone should be costumed. But as long as someone in the group is costumed, and obviously, this is a participating and trick-or-treating thing. Candy for everyone. Don't care. Yeah. And honestly, with the amount we usually overbuy, like, I thought we had underbought this year, and we still wound up with three unopened bags. Yeah. So. you got to figure out something to do with those. Yeah. Why not give it to everybody? I, I have no issue with anyone at any age who wants to go trick-or-treating. In fact, I wish we could normalize adult trick-or-treating where instead of getting candy, you got like maybe airplane bottles of booze or you got... They do that in the in Alger's Point. Yeah. You can give airplane bottles of booze. You could give... I don't know. What would be good little giveaways for adults here, though? If the ones that don't drink. And coffee. You could give away uh, little coffee pods. You know what I mean? You could, yeah. You, you could give away other things is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think it would be great. Um, I honestly would like everyone, all ages, to feel like they can trick-or-treat if they so want. Mm -hmm. And those that don't want to trick-or-treat can come to the haunted house. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on, though. All right. Oh, yeah. This was an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, about a place called Edinburgh Manor. Sorry. <laughs> I'm stepping yeah, on Yeah. No, there. no, no. It's fine. Uh, this is from the Gazette. Uh, articles by Bailey Sashon. Sashon. I think it's Sashon, yeah. At the... Uh, at the Gazette, yeah. already said that part. Mm -hmm. uh, Curious Iowa, how did Edinburgh Manor become a haunted attraction? And as you said, it's an interesting history of the building. Uh, it's in Scotch Grove, Iowa, and it's a massive building, and that's why it was dubbed the Manor. Yeah. Edinburgh Manor. Yeah, even though it never really was a manor. No, originally it was supposed to be a courthouse. Yeah, courthouse slash town hall type city center. Yeah, but the town never happened. It was never built. This was back when people would just go, I'm founding a town somewhere the fuck over there. Yeah. And they build a building and then they expect the town to come in this time it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> then instead it became a farm. Uh, 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 specifically a poor farm. Yeah. Which is, I had never heard that term. I had to look it up. No. It's basically like a poor house. <laughs> okay. But, but basically, in a poor farm, everyone provides labor, and in exchange for the labor, they get a place to sleep and food to eat and things like that. Gotcha. So it's like a homeless shelter, but with farming. Yeah. All right. Uh, and it served as uh, until uh, 2001. It served as a county home until 2001. Then it was run by a nonprofit. 
And then after that, it basically kind of fell by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and basically, it now is a haunted attraction. It is in terrible shape. The photos in the article, definitely worth checking out. But it is in terrible shape. But it actually adds a lot to the ambiance and the spookiness of it. As long as it's safe. Yeah, as, as long as, long as, as safe, the bones are good, then, you know. It looks like it's decorative. It's like the paint's peeling and shit like that. Yeah. And I it, I don't think it's lead-based paint. I hope not. Yeah. I didn't think of that one. I, I, just, I literally just had that thought flash in my head. When was this uh, yeah, paint, Last painted? <laughs> when was it last painted? It's the important question. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, this was a very interesting story and a great example of how haunted attractions can help preserve buildings that may not get love in any other way. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I do love is when I see a haunted attraction opening in a historic building, um, I know that building is being cared for, too. It makes me very happy. Yeah. And I think our last story this week. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to end it on this one because this is actually a really fun story. Mm-hmm. It's by Anna Diaz at Polygon, and the headline just reads, uh, Home Depot made hundreds of skeletons before perfecting his 12-foot star skelly. And basically, it's a look at how the Home Depot 12-foot skeleton came about. Mm-hmm. I really, really love this one. It was a it, it was a very interesting story. And basically, it, they interviewed the designers, Lance Allen and Rachel Little, who were like the two people who headed the project. And they talk about how they came up with the idea for the 12-foot skeleton. Okay. Because they wanted to make a taller skeleton than others. Mm-hmm. And so one of them said, well, what about a 10-foot skeleton? We have five-footers. All of our skeletons are five-footers. Yeah. a 10-footer. And they both just kind of went, no, nah, that's not tall enough. Yeah. Because everyone knows what a basketball hoop is. Yeah. Everyone stood underneath a basketball hoop, and it's going to be the exact height of a basketball hoop. So they decided to go for a 12-foot skeleton. I just love, love that attitude. Nah, 10 feet's not tall enough. It's only yeah. double the height. And the literal image they had in their head was two six-foot-tall people like me, basically like, a, like me standing on my own head you know, yeah. up into the sky. We would be exactly as tall as Skelly. But they had a shitload of problems in doing it. It turned out not to be easy. Mm-hmm. The problem was they needed to get it to the correct height, but also make it affordable and structurally sound. Yeah, because, I mean... I'm thinking about it now because I've built some big monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've built 10, 12-foot stuff before. Yeah, but it's always had, like, solid bases, and it wasn't skeleton. It wasn't, like, skinny yeah. little pieces that have to be able to stand on their own when put together. Yeah, and look somewhat convincing, especially even at a distance. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm genuinely blown away. And, like, they had, like, one of the issues they had was... I love, I can't remember who it was in the article, when the designer said, you don't realize how long your neck is until you have to put it on a 12-foot <laughs> skeleton, yeah. basically. So what they had to do was, for structural purposes, they had to shorten the neck. They removed several vertebrae. Mm-hmm. So the neck is shorter, A, to make it look better, because according to them, it looked like a giraffe skeleton with an organic <laughs> number of... But also, it was structurally not sound. Mm-hmm. This reduces the torque on the neck and the head yeah. and makes it much more stable. Um, I and I'm I'm thinking about the twelve foot skeletons as I was reading this. I'm like, yeah, I never noticed the neck was shorter. Mm-mm. It no. never and it's it, it, whatever they did, they didn't do it so much that my brain went, that's wrong. Yeah. No, I never had that moment. No. So they had to remove, they had to make it less anatomically correct in multiple places, including like removing vertebrae from its neck, shortening some of the limbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the rib count was different. Things like that. Because, like I said, the goal was to make it at an affordable price. Because even though it's expensive, $300 is still approachable to a lot of people. Yes. Where... Just 
go Me- on to the 12 foot skeleton group on Facebook and you'll see. Yeah, I think the biggest <laughs> limitation to getting the 12 foot skeleton is not the price, it's the availability. Yes. Um, we have never not bought one and we've pretty much decided we're not going to buy one. No, if I want a giant monster, I will make it. And then we like to, and we prefer to make our own if we're going to go big like that. Yeah. Um, but however, I do find it interesting. They talked about the cottage industry around Skelly. Yeah. Cause you can go on various places right now and find people who have made clothes for Skelly, uh-huh. have made props for Skelly, mm-hmm. have made full like reconfigs for Skelly to turn them into other things. Right. And basically, just like anything you can think of that you could do to a 12-foot skeleton, there is someone on Etsy that'll sell you the kid to do Mm -hmm. it right now. Yeah. I can pretty much guarantee you. And Home Depot's actually, uh, I wouldn't say encouraged that, but deliberately permitted it. That's Uh, fair. (laughs) Because it helps them sell more 12-foot skeletons. They're selling more 300-foot skeletons. Yeah, I mean, so you're putting clothes on it. So what? Exactly. I mean, there's no reason for them to, and then they're not making the clothes. No. But no, it was very interesting. They talked about how they actually have a taller Jack Skellington, which they do, but they said that he's really lanky and doesn't look as strong. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, okay, Jack Skellington's a lanky character. It's accurate to the character. I get it. But it also isn't nearly as impressive as the 12-foot skeleton because of that. Right. And I will say that the 12-foot skeleton... Um, versus the seven-foot skeleton at no. Walmart. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Just go with the 12-foot if you're going to get one of them. Yeah, I'd forgotten <laughs> about that ugly motherfucker. Yeah. yeah it was bad. Could, reading this, you could tell that they put a lot more time and thought into the yeah. skelly. I remember the first time we saw the seven, or seven yeah. or eight-foot, I don't remember, but it's in that range. Because they had it, like, hunched right over the entrance to the Halloween yeah. section. And I remember looking and going, ugh. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, it, like that's the thing about Skelly, the 12-footer, is that it looks like the regular skeleton, but bigger. Yeah. The, they, the one at Walmart. larger range. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it grows up. Like, with, with the Walmart one, it looked like they made a mutant. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was it was yeah. not good. It is not good. It just was not good. It looked very much bad. It'd be good for corpsing and stuff. Like if you're going to change it anyway, then yeah, it true. doesn't matter. And it wasn't probably. that much money. I don't remember how much it was, but it wasn't that much. I remember thinking yeah. it's not a bad price. Uh, but yeah, it did not look good. It, it would need some haunter TLC to make it acceptable. Yeah, <laughs> in my mind. But Definitely. hey, that's what you guys are for. You're honors. You can mm-hmm. give it the TLC. But it was a very interesting article. I never thought about how much went into developing something like this. Mm-mm. I never really put much thought into it. And this article did a great job uh, illustrating just how much thought designed. Apparently, they did hundreds of iterations, which I'm not no. shocked about. No, not really. So, anyways, um, I noticed you were searching for something. I was trying to buy you a little time. No, no, this is this is for after the podcast. Oh, okay. But- but we're just still on the podcast. All right. So on that <laughs> note, everyone, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we have a few other stories. We might kick some of them to next month, but none of the others were very urgent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on that note, everyone, thank you very much for spending the past 50-odd minutes with us. Greatly appreciate you taking the time. Please check out other things we do. We're at hauntweekly.com or hauntweekly on X, hauntweekly on Facebook, and youtube.com slash hauntweekly is the YouTube channel where all the previous episodes are available for easy access. Yes. But until next time, I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And we'll see you all next week. We're hoping that it will be a live episode. We have a tentative idea. Um, but if not, we'll be back with a just a regular good old-fashioned episode of Haunt Weekly. We'll see you then.